Today's Mesila Yisharim was dedicated for the Hatzlacha of Yafa Cohen, Bezat Hashem, in the Zechut of the Limura Torah, in the Zechut of the Tzedakah. Okay, so we're holding over here in the 20th parak of Mesir Sishon, parak called Mishkal HaHasidut, where the Chosid has to weigh out all the ramifications of his decisions. He has to see what's going to come out from it. Which what we were learning yesterday is even though at face value the action that he may be doing is considered chasidut. Yesterday we were discussing Gedalia ben Achika. He wanted to be a chasid in the area of Dan Nekaf Zechut. He wanted to be a chasid in the area of not accepting Lashon Hara at all, not even being choshesh for it. And the reason why this was considered a sin was because he did not think about what can come out from this Hasidus. Being that he's a leader, and the reality of life is that people are jealous of leaders. The reason he also had to realize that he has the responsibility of the people you have to understand the politics of the time and everything that was going on. We obviously, we didn't live there, but what we see from Hazal that this should have been a calculation that he made, he should have made, and therefore that act of Hasidus, instead of being Hasidut, it ended up being a sin. Okay, that's what we learned yesterday. Today we're going to learn a second story. That's going to bring out this point, and then we're going to try to come with a little bit of a practical message for us, okay? So, we're up to here, if you want to see it inside. The second Beis HaMikdash, okay? So, the story of Gedalia ben Achikam took place in the era of the first Beit HaMikdash, okay? Now the Mesilai Sharim is going to take us into the second Beis HaMikdash, Habayis Hasheni Gamhu Harav Al Yede Ahasidut Kaze Ashelonishkal Bemishkal Tzedek. A Hasidus that was not calculated all the ramifications and the collateral damage that could come out from this act of Hasidus. Bemaisa de Bar Kamsa. What page is that in your book? Okay. The story of Barkamsa. Omru, the Gemara says in Gendaf Nunvav. So what happened was this guy, you know the whole story with Kamsa Barkamsa. So he went. And he wanted to get the Jewish people in trouble, so he brought a korban that had a mum in it. It wasn't a mum that Goyim considered a mum, it was a mum that Jewish people considered a mum. And they wanted to, they understood that it was coming as a gift from the king, from the Kesa, so they had to, they gotta watch out over here. So they said, you know what, we'll make a heter hirua shaw, 
special for the circumstance we're in and allow them to bring this carbon on the Mizbeach. And Rav Zechariah ben Avkoilas, he said, we can't do that. Why? Because something bad will come out of it. People will say, Balei Mumen, Kreven, Lagam Mizbech. Anybody who hears that we brought this, this Korban that has a Mum in it on the Mizbech, they won't realize that we did it as a Hirah So therefore, something bad can come out. Sover Lemiktele. So he said, okay. The Chachom said, let's kill Bar Kamsa. So he doesn't go ahead and be a Moser and tell the Kesar that they didn't bring his carbon. Omelam Rab Zachary bin Avkoilas, people are gonna say Matal Mumbi Kochim Yeharheg. People are not gonna realize that the reason why Barkamsa is being killed is because he's a Moser, but rather they're gonna think he's being killed because he put a mum into an animal. Okay? And a kachim animal. Benkach or Benkach, while things were stalling, Halach Oisoy Rosha, that Rosha Barkamsev went, the Hilshin al Yisrael, and he spoke Lashon Hara, or he snitched on them, to the Kesa, Boa Kesa, Vehechriv Yushalayim, Buhuma Shoma Rabbi Yechanan Alzeh. Anvanusoi shall Rav Zechariah his uh, humility, okay? Hechrivas beisenu v'sorfes echalenu v'glaseinu l'menomos. This is a big subject. Exactly, what does this have to do with humility? And but we'll give one peshat because I don't want to go into this whole thing. So basically, he didn't feel that he was strong enough or big enough to make this Hora'at Sha'ah, this special Psaq Halacha, to either bring the carbon or to kill Bar Kamsa, which required a tremendous le- uh, level of Torah, and to be able to do that, he was humble and felt that he was not worthy to do it. Okay, we'll go with that pshat for now. Okay? Bottom line is, that was chasidus in the sense, tremendous humility, and not willing to make a psak that requires a lot of shoulders. Right? But that, you can be very humble. However, you have to realize that the ramifications of your humility can cause big problems. And therefore, at this time, Hashem doesn't want him to be ultra-humble. At this time, he has to take the leadership. He understood that the other Chachomim weren't going to listen to him. They weren't going to do it without his permission because it says that the Chachomim wanted to do this. It means the other rabbis wanted to kill Bar Kamsa or bring the Korban al-Gabi HaMizbeach. But at the end of the day, he was the biggest. He was huge. So they didn't want to, they didn't get his, his, uh, consent. They weren't going to do it. So he had to realize in this time what could have been the ramifications of his deed. Okay? So the Messiah says, that's a problem of Mishkalach Hasidus. Now, 
not everybody learns like the Mesil Sashar. Again, I don't want to go into the whole sugya, but the Hatam Sofer, for one, does not learn like the Mesil Sashar. He said, a hacham has to be ro'e etanolad. Ro'e etanolad means based on experience, based on knowledge of how things in the world work. He has to be able to use chokhmah to see what could come in the future. But ro'e ta'atidut, but to predict the future not based on previous knowledge, that would be like a prophet, to say what's going to be without having Bader Chochmah. He's not Chayav to know the attitude. And the Khatam Sofer has an old explanation to say why this would be considered Ro'et Atidut. And he felt that Zechariah ben Avkulis did not do a sin. Okay? I, the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan says in the Gemara pretty clearly, that it's because of Rav Zechariah ben Avkulas that the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, right? Amar Rabbi Yechonon, alavusa shalz Rav Zechariah, chivas beseid. So the Izamaral, which is also mashma like the Chassam Soifer, they learns that it wasn't. You have to learn these things inside, and the and the Lashonis, but it's mashma from Maral that also. It was that HaKadosh Baruch who wanted the Chorban because of all the Cheshbonis. It was through this was the trigger that Hashem used. But not necessarily that Rabbi Zechariah actually did an Avera. It was through him that it was used. But whatever the case may be, Masil Sisharim clearly learns that the problem with Rabbi Zechariah, what he did wrong, according to Masil Zesharim, is very clear that it's a problem in Mishkal HaChasidus. He didn't think through what could be the outcome. He got fixated in the actual thing in itself. Here is a place that I could uh, express humility, which is a big thing to do. But that's focused on the here and now. Mishkala Hasidus has to see what's the ramification, what could come out at the end, okay? So I want to talk about today a little bit for us, something that's important, which is more on the negative side. Meaning, we have to think before we speak. We have to think before we react. Because we are mechuyiv to go past the here and now, and to think of the ramifications and the collateral damage of our behavior. And sometimes we mitigate what we're doing wrong because we're only focused on the here and now. Okay? I'm going to read you a little bit from Mishra Surbaran, a small piece, and then I'm going to build with it. Okay? You ready? Okay. So this is a piece in Mishra Surbaran in the second chalik of his book which is, the entire book is on Chodesh Elul. It's coming up soon. You don't want to think about it, Moshe, because it's better as well. Okay. Well, you have to think about it. It's a reality. Okay, anyway. So now, he brings down a pasuk in Kohelet that says, Ki et kol maaseha Elohim yavo b'mishpat al kol ne'elam. 
person will be brought into judgment on all the hidden things. So he brings down many, three actually, three explanations. And what does that mean? That a person is going to judgment on the hidden things. Okay? So in his second Peshat, he says as follows. He says, he brings a Gemara. Okay, listening to this Gemara Moshi. Gemara Bavakama Samach Mez Omar Aleph. Hanoisen Diner Zohov Liisha. So a guy, he had to go out of town, and he had a dinar zahav. He had a golden dinar. It could be a diamond or anything expensive, okay? And he asked this woman to watch it. It was wrapped up in a box or whatever it may be, okay? But he told her it's silver. Could be if he was afraid, if he tells her that it's such an expensive item, she may not have been interested in taking on that responsibility. That it has to be watched very well, it's very expensive. So he told her that it was silver. And then she was Poshea in the Shmira, that she should have did a better watching. The halacha is that she only pays the amount of kesef. Because she says she thought it was kesef. So it's true if she would have known that it was zahav, if she would have known that it was that, she would have watched it on a higher level for that thing that you gave her. So therefore she can't be held responsible for the higher amount. Good? However, if she was mazakit, right? If she was mazakit be a dayan, right? So then she has to pay the higher amount, even the zohav, even though she didn't know it was zohav. Because at the end of the day, what are you doing? Why are you being mazakit? Even if it's kesef, it shouldn't be mazakit, right? So he explains like this. Sometimes we do an action, we do an Avera. And that Avera creates collateral damage that we didn't know about. It's going to happen. For that, we want to claim that we are Shogeg. She did an action which was wrong. She was mazik the kesef. She says on the zahav, I'm a shogeg. So we say, I'm sorry, since you were not careful in what you were doing, so we have to hit you now for the zahav too, even though you didn't know that. So let's say, I go to a person, okay, and he's a sensitive person, and I know him too, but Etzem, you know, I live with him, but I'm going to explain this in a minute. But let's say I don't even know so much of sensitivities, but I do know that people are sensitive. And you have to be careful, you have to know a person can be sensitive. And then I said a sharp word to him, even would be considered a sharp word to a person who's not sensitive. That means the action itself was bad. Okay? Gave it to him over the head in the, in the wrong way. So, even though I don't know this specific person, his sensitivity level, and it's very possible that because he's such a sensitive person, I broke him, and he was depressed for two days, 
and he couldn't daven, and he couldn't learn. That's all the collateral damage that came out from my original mazid. So I was mazid in the respect that I gave it to the guy with the head out of anger or whatever it is, right? I was mazed on that. I was claiming I'm a shoygay. I didn't know that he happens to be this guy uh, had uh, whatever trauma in life and he's very sensitive and he was bullied and therefore he has a low self-esteem and when I hit him in this, uh, you know, I hit him hard so it opened up a, you know, a can of worms over there and it opened up his wounds and, and it caused him tremendous, tremendous pain, right? So Rabbi Aaron is saying, you will be punished for that as well. Even though on that part you say you're a shaykh. How was I supposed to know? But it doesn't matter if you know or not. Because you did amazing that can hurt even a person that's not sensitive. And the reality is that people are sensitive in this world, but even putting that point on the side, the fact that you did amazing, you spoke Lashon Hara about a person. Now, some people, if they hear that someone spoke Lashon Hara about them, it may bother them, but they can brush it off. It's life. Just forget about it. Water under the bridge, you know? Some people do that. Some people will be broken for days if they hear someone spoke lush and horror about them. They may come home. There's something in psychology. It's a type of defense mechanism. I'll just explain to you how it works. So let's say a guy goes to work. Okay? Listening? Guy goes to work. His boss slocks him. Okay? Guy smashes him. Happens sometimes under pressure, the boss is angry, boom, he slams him. He can't open his mouth back to the boss because he's afraid to, doesn't want to lose his job. So now he has this pain. So when he comes home, he slocks his wife, lets it all out on her. What's that have to do with her? Nothing. Then she can't answer him, right? So she goes and whacks the kid. See how it moves from person to person? Cop that? It's a thing in psychology and defense mechanisms, dangerous defense mechanisms that people have. So not to go into the whole psychology of it, but the point is, the first guy, okay, he bemezid, he went and ripped the guy. Good. Now, collateral damage. Boom. Wife. Now that Shalom Bias, he shook it up. She's angry. She's upset. She gives it over to the kid. The kid gets broken. What did I do? All of a sudden, his mother's like, forget about it on him, right? So, that collateral damage, you gotta pay for that. So that's what Rabban is saying is Nelam. The hidden part. So we can understand that this is where every human being, even though we're not chassidim, and we may not be able to think about mishkala chassidus in the sense that it's being discussed over here. You follow? Halavai, we should even do the basics of chassidus. Of course. But there's also another way that could come out, Mishkal Hasis, which we're actually going to talk about a little bit more later. I'll tell you a story. You want a story? 
stories as follows. So, one time, I had my Rabbi, Rabbi Hershkowitz, I brought him to deal for a Shabbos to raise money. For the yeshiva, we spent the whole Shabbos, all guns So, Friday night, we ate in a certain person's house, a very special person, his name is Abe Sutton. At the time, he was the president of the shul in the summertime. And he hosted the rabbi in his house. And after the meal, we had uh, all the bochrim and avrechim who live in the neighborhood in the summertime to come to the house for like a session, question answers, a whole thing, a oinig, right? So one of the Avrechim asked the question, I'm not going to go into all the detail of it, but the point was that he came from a very, what we call, mainstream family, regular, not yeshivish, not understanding of this whole yeshiva thing, thing, okay? And the question basically was, he's a Ben Torah, he wears a hat, he wears a jacket, and he dresses like a Ben and then there comes family simchas, and he wants to wear his hat because this is who I am, and you have to respect that. So even though I'm coming to your simchas, and, uh, you know, this is who I am, and I've kavorah Torah, I can't, uh, start looking without a hat. We're not asking him to wear, uh, who knows what, but to come without a hat. So he, thought that he's going to get a psak from the biggest black hat in the world, that he should wear his black hat at the parties, right? Mm-hmm. Mr. the rabbi of Kavratayda, is that what I'm saying? So the Rosh Hashiva told him a very important thing, which we're going to see it more and more in this parak. And he said that they have to differentiate between halakha and chasidut. Okay? Halacha requires us to wear a yarmulke. So even if, if you're in a place that people will uh, make fun of you because you're wearing a yarmulke, you still have to wear a yarmulke. I'm going to explain a little depth of what he said in a minute. Okay? However, he said wearing a hat is in the category of chasidut. It's a special thing, which we're not going into the hat right now, but it's a chasidut. Therefore, if you're in a place that through your chasidut, now listen to this, not your own honor, he doesn't care about your own honor. No. But through your chasidut, you're going to cause other Jews to sin. Because if they make fun of you, and they knock you, or they knock B'nai Torah, you're causing them to sin. You're causing a chilul Hashem. So in a situation where your chasidus is causing someone else a sin, then it's not the place for your chasidus. You understand? So that's a very practical case for some people. It could be you go to a certain shul, you want to daven with kavona, you want to daven with fire, you want to daven with heart, but these people don't understand that at all. You understand? To them, it's a strange thing. So, 
you'll probably cause them to do Averis. To knock, to make fun, to belittle. So therefore, obviously, first case is to find the shul to pray that you can pray like a bent Torah without having to be worried. But if you find yourself in a situation that the situation is that you are with people that if you daven like a mentorah, then it will cause them to sin. Again, I'm not talking about breaking halakha. Breaking halakha, we don't care. Which we'll go into more as we, you know, as we're going to talk about this. But I'm talking about chasidut. Once you go into the area of chasidut, you have to know that you can't cause other people to sin. Then Hashem doesn't want the chasidus. And the deep loveness in that, there's a loveness. Because what's the whole yusayin of chasidus? The yusayin of chasidus is I'm going above and beyond the letter of the law to do what? The ratzon Hashem. So you have to ask yourself, what is the ratzon Hashem now? Is the Ratzon Hashem Chasidus? Which is going to be Gurim people to do Averis and Chil Hashem? That's what he wants? Is that Ratzon? So now the Ratzon is no Chasidus. You understand? So I'm just showing you how even on our level, there's a certain amount of thinking that you have to do. I was once in, I had to go to a Brit Milah in Dioshul, okay? It was in the summertime. It was very nice, breast, beautiful, like fancy, you know. And most of the people were regular people, balabatim, different levels, you know, simple people, mainstream people. And then there was Kolel Avrechim, Yeshiva Bochum there, right, also. Because this guy was a, was in Yeshiva, right? Families were regular, but the kids were yeshiva people, right? So now we go, the place is set up beautifully, 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 right? And then I see two yeshiva guys. I don't remember if they were avrechim, bachurim. I don't even know who they were. I forgot. I mean, I knew who they were. They were my students. But they have, sitting in the shul, waiting for the milah, with coffee and like a biscotti or something took from the thing, right? So... They're not doing an Avera, they're making a brocha, they're eating the thing. It was okay to eat in the shul, people did eat in the shul, that's not, wasn't the point. But there wasn't one person who was taking from the setup of the bris yet, you know what I'm saying? They're all in the shul waiting for the bris. So, I said, how do you think people who are not understanding of B'nai Torah, not Machshem B'nai Torah, Look at these yeshiva guys that can't control themselves for five minutes. They gotta take coffees and biscottis, you know? Follow? That means you have to think the ramifications of your actions. That's a achrayis that a person has. You understand? Being a ben Torah in the eyes of people is, you are a chasid. That's what you are. And you're supposed to be someone that you looked up to, you know? One time a Balabosh called me. I can go on stories from here till next year, but I gotta go. Albert Cohen's bris. So now, one time a guy called me, he said, Rabbi, I have a big problem. Yeah, what's the problem? 
on Sunday when I'm not working, it's, and it was during Benazman, I believe in the summer, I go to the 9 o'clock minyan, and I see yeshiva guys there. What are these guys doing at 9 o'clock minyan? So I joked with him first. I said, what are you doing at a 9 o'clock minyan? You know? So he says, I'm a balabayit. But this is benet Torah. Benet Torah. People that are supposed to be chorin al Hashem pray 9 o'clock. Now, whether he's right or wrong, it's not the point. The point is, we don't think. You want to pray 9 o'clock? Go to Landau's. Go to Shiner's. <laughs> you understand? I'm not saying right or wrong now. I'm just saying the point is, we are also mechuyiv to think about what our actions cause. So Mishkalach Hasidus to some degree is Nogayatas. Okay, I have to stop it for today. Mechila.